show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290, KZSB, and FM 96.9, Santa Barbara, or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. Dr. D, we got a full house today. What's a, uh, We were just talking about it a moment ago. We, you haven't had this many people probably in the studio for quite a while, have you? No, I have not. And it actually is... Uh it's kind of nice, but a little scary, <laughs> you know? you got social anxiety, don't a you, right bit, now? A little bit, but that's going to go away real fast. Okay. I'm so excited for this, for our guest today in studio, and I'm also so excited for this. This is a short series that we're going to do. Arwen, yeah. hello. Say hello to Arwen Lewis. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so Arwen, what are we? We're, what we're going to do, basically, we, we started talking. We had this idea after last week's show, and if you, in case you didn't catch it, with uh, Frank Ostini and Arwen Lewis, and we featured Arwen's music throughout the entire show. Okay. And uh, we, then we talked afterwards. Arwen, I don't know how, what, the, what the position title is, but you're, you're basically up at the Hitching Post Winery, too, and the winery, Hitching Post and Hitching Post Winery. And you're putting on a concert series for the summer. Yeah, so I guess you could say I produced it. I booked all of the musicians, and I've also had the opportunity to become the sound engineer for the live sound. So I get, to, and I'm also performing. So I mean, I guess it's my show. It's your show, and now this, <laughs> now Arwen is, uh, as you can, if you can't tell, she's. Not only a great musician and, and uh, really driven, but she has now taken over my show, too. So <laughs> watch out. It's almost <laughs> she, she may take over your show as well at some point. <laughs> but I'm so happy to have her. And I think this is such a cool idea. So basically, every Friday from here until what's the final date? Do you know? Uh, the, the last date at Hitching Post will be um, Jacob Cole on July 5th. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do this every Friday. So Arwen's going to co-host with me and um, and hopefully continue to bring local artists, music artists, to the show. Um, but there, we've also got music legend in here. <laughs> you know, he just looked. He's. he's, Ooh, he's uh, I like. I like that. He's, oh, you like it? Because <laughs> it's really true. Oh boy. Musician, trumpeter Jeff Elliott. Um, Jeff is in studio with us, and we've got a special treat for you. Jeff's actually going to play us out to commercial break mm -hmm. every time we go to commercial break. So Jeff brought his trumpet, and we're going to be honored to, to hear his music play you to break. And we've never done that before. Oh, good. It's always music that musicians have provided. first one. But not live. Yeah, this is really cool. Um I don't think Jeff, rem well, maybe you remember me, but the Seaco yes, Cafe, many, many, many years. That was yeah, many years ago. I remember. I was 17 at that time. Yeah. Um, and and this, the Seaco Cafe was on the beach, and it was open air. Uh, it is now the, um, the what is it, not the breakwater, what's it called now? Um, Shoreline, the Shoreline Cafe. Shoreline. But it was owned by two famous jazz musicians from the East Coast, Terry Briggs and his wife, his mom, excuse me, Patty. She was a jazz singer on the East Coast, had many records and albums. Every night on the outdoor patio was were, was live music, jazz yeah, music. It was a lot of fun. And you were there quite a bit. I Jeff. was, yeah. yeah and I like, looked forward to playing every week. It was it was so cool. Imagine it down there at Ledbetter Beach. So he is Jeff Elliott is our special guest. I think this the the uh, quotes that I'm about to read right now sum up Jeff a little bit better than I could ever write in a biography uh, to introduce him. Uh, here's one from the L.A. Herald Examiner: A kid named Jeff Elliott played the first solo on trumpet. In a few bars, he did everything Miles had been trying to in fits and starts all evening. 
Yeah. Very cool. That Very was cool. the Long Beach uh, Jazz Festival. I think it was 80, 81, I think, or 82. 80, yeah, 81. It's 81. LA Herald Examiner, 1981. Um, Jeff Elliott is the trumpet leader. Jeff describes himself this way. Jazz is in my veins. Mm-hmm. Jazz began flowing through Jeff's veins since his father when his father brought him or bought him brought him and bought him a real trumpet in 1963 so jeff welcome to the show thank you so much i appreciate it yeah it's such an honor to have you here and so good to see you again after all these years um i can say that jazz is in my veins and i think it all started with those concerts and watching you play on the on the beach there but before there was jazz in your veins was jazz in your ears well, I I did think I had a natural ability for music. I, I had perfect pitch. Nobody ever taught it to me. It just came natural. Uh, there was always music around the house. All my brothers played guitar. My mom played piano. My dad played the trumpet. Uh, so I grew up around music, and I just loved it, and I... I started playing trumpet on the same day that, uh, oddly enough, that President Kennedy was assassinated was one of my first lessons. That was in 63. So it's been, what is that, 60 60 years now that I've been playing. And uh, I went, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles as an early, uh, in my early years. And then when I was 12 and 65, we moved to uh, Santa Barbara and I Went through all the schools and, and jazz bands and uh, played around town for all those years. Uh, and uh, some of us got good enough to uh, go on tours with uh, a lot of famous people. And so uh, that's kind of what got me going was uh, the scene in Santa Barbara back then. and. Uh, they had a wonderful jazz band at uh, UCSB and a wonderful jazz band at City College. Uh, and so I was playing all the time. And I was playing with the American Legion Band. I was playing with quartets. I was playing with wh- whoever I could play with. And back then, Santa Barbara had numerous, numerous good musicians. They had, uh, oh, Al Reese and uh, uh, Theo Saunders. And there was just a lot of great players around back then. And there was probably at least 50 or 60 musicians that could really play back then. Uh, it doesn't seem that way anymore. It sounds, it, I think a lot of people have left and uh, things have changed. But I grew up in that atmosphere and it's uh, enhanced my playing even more. Hmm. Theo Saunders, didn't he play at the Seacove Cafe Yeah, he well? played there too. Yeah, he was from New York. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring in my co-host today, again, singer-songwriter, Arwen Lewis. Arwen, she took over my show, so I'm, I'm letting you have it. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks for having me. <laughs> what do I do? Okay. Um, well, why don't I start with this quote from the International uh, Trumpet Guild, and they say that uh, Jeff's technique is described as brilliant and that you rip scales and patterns with death-defying speeds. How does it feel to play like that? And what do you think about that? Well, it was a lot of competition back then. And um, and uh, we used to, I used to play so much that sometimes I would pass out. Because <laughs> <What? laughs> I, really? I just wanted to just keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. How many but, hours would you play when you oh, felt like you were going to pass out? Oh, I seven, eight hours a day. Uh, and um, In front of an audience? No. At home, just mm-hmm. practicing. And then with, with my buddies around town, Randy Chico wonderful bass player and uh, Tony Marino uh, he was my one of my good friends he was an amazing drummer uh, and so I got to play with really good players that were, that thought like me that wanted to achieve you know bigger and better things and we went for the gust, gusto we played I listened to all the dizzy I went down when I was 20 years old my father uh, gave me a hundred dollars for my birthday gift and the first thing I did was I went to Isla Vista and I went and bought all the Dizzy Gillespie records <laughs> I bought a stack of Dizzy Gillespie <laughs> records and I would go home and just listen to them and back in those days I would I would put the record on 
on, on speed uh, 16, and they were 33s, and I'd put them on speed 16, so it would be going, <laughs> and it would, it, when I put it on speed 16, it would go, <laughs> and I would sit there and take the needle off and write that down, and then I'd put the needle back on, and then I'd write that out. And so I got wow. to learn how to phrase by doing that because you listen to it slowly, and, and, and I would learn, I listened to a lot of Miles Davis and a lot of Chet Baker. Uh, Dizzy was a little too hard. <laughs> Dizzy Gillespie. I actually got to meet him one time and he autographed my horn for me. Uh, I met him a bunch of times when I later in years when I when I got good. <laughs> you still have that horn? I still have it. Yeah. Yeah. And that horn I call the pioneer horn because uh, I had Dizzy Gillespie sign it and I had I, the great percussionist Ayerto and he was a pioneer of his his instrument. And I had Doc Severson sign it, and I had uh, uh, Bobby Shue with another wonderful trumpet player. He signed it. Uh, and so I had this trumpet with all these, mm. uh, it's a flugelhorn with all these uh, famous signatures on it. And I call it the pioneer horn because everybody on that that signed it was a pioneer. <laughs> Dizzy Gillespie, you know, invented bebop. What a prize yeah. possession. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, just growing up around that kind of music was, uh, was exciting, and, and, and then being able to, to uh, go off and play with uh, some of these great musicians and go to New York about 40 or 50 times. I played at all the famous clubs there, and I, I got to meet a lot of famous musicians and hang out with them. I met Stan Getz one time and hung out with him, and... Uh, and uh, and Dizzy Gillespie, and, uh, and just a lot of great New York players. And um, that enhanced my playing even more, just being around those guys. Well, what moment do you think really changed your life musically, very, like the most profoundly? Well, there were several moments. One of them was my eighth grade graduation <laughs> when I had to play Danny Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just... I was an average trumpet player back then, but I practiced, 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 and I had to play Danny Boy at the eighth grade graduation. And I played it, and I, I didn't make any mistakes, and everybody applauded. And that moment right there went, wow, this, this felt really good be, to be able to play something perfectly in front of a giant crowd. And, and that's what got me uh, kind of going right there. I was 13 or, or so. Do you think that's where your creative drive really started? Or where no, does it come from? my creative drive started... Uh, when I was out of uh, college and I decided to uh, form my own band here in town and we just go out and play uh, all original music and and we played at a place called Baudelaire's back then, which was a wonderful little jazz club on Lower State Street. And we had a house stay there every week and and a lot of uh, big people came in there too and uh, Gabor Zabo came in one time and... Uh, you know, I can't remember who else, but uh, we had a, a, a great little band, and uh, it was nice to grow up uh, at that time in Santa Barbara because uh, there was a lot of music here back then, and there was a lot of art, and, and there was uh, a lot of people that passed through here. B.B. Uh, King came through and saw me play and gave me a, a free pass through his show at the County Bowl. <laughs> Where did he see you play? Huh? Where did he see you play? At Baudelaire's. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, Where was that located? That was probably, uh, I guess, probably, they were, he was playing with uh, Weather Report, which was another, uh, yeah. it was a double oh, show. God. I think that was uh, probably around uh, 80, 70, uh, 78 or something like that, probably. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to look and Google the time. Um, well, how do you, so how do you want your music to affect people and how do you hope it affected B.B. King that night? Do you think about that? No, I don't think about how it affected uh, him. Um, um, I, know, I just know that he liked me and he wanted me to, he gave me a free pass. Me and uh, my friend Bob got to go to the show um, but 
I was really into blues back then, and there was a great guitar player named George Riley. I think he was, George Riley was the greatest blues guitar player there ever was in Santa Barbara. Yeah. He died years ago. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to cry almost. Oh, I'm <laughs> Because it was, uh, it was sad. Sorry. But... Uh, he was he was wonderful. It was just I just got to play with really good players that that they were like me. They wanted to uh, to to get better, and and they all practiced, and they all got to the top of their of their level that they could at the time, and, and we all did. You know, we we were just influenced by great players, and it was a wonderful. Like I say, Santa Barbara back then was a wonderful place to uh, to grow up because there was a lot of opportunity here back then. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're keeping the tradition of jazz music going wherever you take it, though. So that's nice, and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, so what about, uh, what have been, like, some of your major highlights as far as performing besides what you just told us about? Um, or do you have anything that you're looking forward to that you're excited for? I had a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of major uh, things happen to me when, when uh, in the, in the 70s, uh, the first big thing that came along was um, there was a rock group called Loggins and Messina. Mm -hmm. Then they broke up, and Messina was living in town, and he came in and heard our group at the time I was in, and uh, he just hired the whole group. Uh, and we went on tour with Jim Messina, and I, I did an album with him uh, in 1979. And I wrote a song on that album, and that was exciting. That ended at the end at, at, in 1980. I was with him from eight, 76 to 80. And then in 1980, there was another uh, guy that moved to town, husband and wife, and they were both stars. His name was Ayerto, and he was the world's greatest percussionist. Oh. Downbeat Magazine, he was the world's greatest percussionist. He played on a lot of Simon and Garfunkel songs, and he played with a lot of, he was a top jazz player. And his wife was Flora Purim, and Flora Purim was, uh, they were both Brazilian, mm -hmm. and she was a top singer. She was uh, one of the top singers in the mid-70s. And so I got to tour with them for uh, 10 years. And I also learned how to play the keyboard uh, from an amazing keyboard player named uh, Bill Ross, Bill Ross taught me how to play the keyboard, and Bill Ross is now known as William Ross, and he's, he's done over 40 films. He's uh, Alan Silvestri's right-hand man, and then he became, now he's John Williams's right-hand man, oh, and wow. uh, Bill Ross, is, is, he does the Grammy Awards, he's the conductor for this and that. He's, he's real big now, um, and uh, he was, he, I was fortunate enough to have him as my, uh, my first piano teacher. Uh, and after really? 10 years of Flora Purim and Ayerto, and we played all around the world, we got to play uh, places like Carnegie Hall. Uh, that ended uh, in uh, probably, I think it was 86. And in 86, I, I was sort of dormant, and I started, I didn't have a job, so I was tuning pianos. I went to piano tuning school and was tuning pianos. And then in 1987, uh, I was discovered by uh, um, Les McCann. And Les McCann was uh, uh, a black piano player, uh, very famous. He had a hit song called Trying to Make It Real Compared to What? Trying to make it real compared to what? That was his, his song. <laughs> I can't sing like him. And so I got to play with job. him. I, but I played keyboard and trumpet, and I was able to play them both simultaneously. And I could play the keyboard with a, with a horn sound and play the horn with my right hand. And that's one of my, uh, my highlights, was able to do that, because not many other people did that. And I, he, liked, he liked that sound of, of doubling, and so he hired me to play with his trio. So here I am playing with uh, an all-black trio, and I'm the only white guy in the band, and we, we toured around Japan. We went to Japan about 12 times, uh, and uh, after that, we, I got to play with Lou Rawls, mm -hmm. and I played at the, the Apollo I got to go to New York and play at the Apollo. Oh, wow. And so... And Birdland. You said you Birdland. Birdland. I, I was blessed enough to play at all the... I, I mean, I played Carnegie Hall. I played the Apollo. I played the Birdland. 
numer- numerous times uh, with uh, some of these places. Uh, and Lou Rawls, and then Eddie Harris was another top sax player in the world. I got to play with Eddie Harris and Les McCann. Uh, Chicago, Seattle, all over the place. Mm. Germany. I've been to Germany more than I have in my own state of California. Oh. <laughs> I went to Germany up and down and back and forth and all over that that place. Uh, well, and and Jeff told me off air of all the places he's played, the uh, KZSB Studios has been his favorite. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. It's We're good. about. That's you're going to take yeah. us to break right now, Jeff. Okay, sounds good. Okay, let me tell you a little bit though before you do. Uh, this Sunday, this Sunday is what? Let me look at the calendar because I don't even know the day. The Sunday is the 18th. Doctor D's going to go. I'm going to go. My family. Uh, we're going to all go up and see Jeff Elliott, the great Jeff Elliott, play his trumpet at the Hitching Post 2. It's 2 to 4, yeah, Orwin? 2 to 4 p.m. 2 to yep. 4. Mm-hmm. Please come up and uh, check it out. Let's all hang out. And, and you don't want to miss this. Um, Jeff Elliott, legendary trumpet. trumpet. Did you say trumpeteer or trumpeter? I should say musician. Musician. He's a musician. Because <laughs> I play keyboard, too. You play a lot yeah. of different things, don't you? We're going to find out more and hear about that when we get back. But you're going to play the trumpet for us now. So uh, enjoy. Before, um, I still want to talk, so I'm going to st- keep you here a little bit longer. Go to jeffelliottrumpet.com. And again, my co-host today is singer and songwriter Arwen Lewis, and our special guest is musician Jeff Elliott. What are you going to play for us, Jeff? Well, I thought, I thought I'd just play some, some licks here and there. The let's, stuff let's, that I let's grew up with. And, uh, okay. You want me to play now? Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Bessie? That's my trumpet's <laughs> name, Bessie. <laughs> okay, what do you want to play? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, come on, Bessie. Don't leave me stranded like this. <laughs> well, you decide. Okay, okay, well, I'll decide. It's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freevee, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Look for the silver lining. Whenever a cloud appears in the blue Remember somewhere the sun is shining And so the right thing to do Is make it shine for you a heart full Of joy and gladness Will always banish sadness and strife So always look for the silver lining And try to find the sunny side of life Welcome back to uh, Club KZSB (laughs) Bringing you some the the sweet sounds of Jeff Elliott and his trumpet My co-host today on The Jeremiah Show is singer-songwriter Arwen Lewis. In fact, every Friday till about midsummer, and if I can convince her to do it longer, I will. Arwen, it's the Arwen Lewis Show. I guess so. <laughs> and our special guest today is musician Jeff Elliott. 
Uh, we just you took us to break with your trumpet, Jeff. Thank you so much. That Thank was you. Thank it was you. so special. It really was very special and, and beautiful and funny too at the same well, time. I had how to can, wake how can you do up. all those things at once? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So, um, I know that I've been amazed because I've seen you play the keyboard and the piano and sing and the trumpet all in one set on one song. How did that come into fruition? How did that become your thing? I know you started to talk about um, who was teaching you, but when did that really become your act? Well, my father was a trumpet player, and my mother played really good stride piano. And so when I was very young, my dad still played a little bit, but then he, he couldn't play because he lost or something with his teeth, he, and he was a construction worker, so he, he never played after that. But my mom would always play stride piano around the house mm -hmm. and so I learned how to play the piano I learned how to play the trumpet at age 10 and I learned how to play the piano at age 17 uh, and, and I learned uh, how to play them both at the same time when synthesizers came out uh, I can't remember what years I'm trying to remember what years that would have been probably a around uh, the late 60s, the Mini Moog. I, had, I bought a Mini Moog, and it, it was monophonic, which means you couldn't play chords on it. You could only play one note at a time. Mm -hmm. But you could get the Mini Moog out, and you could make it sound like a trumpet. You'd push a note, and it would go, And so I'd, uh, I took my left hand and went, and I said, well, I can play that on my, I can play the trumpet with my right hand. And I'd go, dat, dat, and I did them both at the same time, and I went, and I got chills. I went, wow, this is this is great. I could. <laughs> so I joined a band called Katmandu, and I was in a band playing horn parts. I would play horn parts with my left hand and my right hand, uh, my right trumpet hand, and I would sound like a little horn section. And then I started playing uh, the real keyboards that have polyphonic um, sound, and you can play chords and and uh, better trumpet sounds that they had as they progressed with keyboards back then. Uh, and so I was able to, uh, and then I started doing, making up my own exercises and uh, making up my own licks. And um, I just wanted to be uh, different and unique. Um, and I played in a lot of bands, uh, mostly doing that, trumpet and keyboard. So uh, it turned out pretty good. It turned out uh, that I was able to do it and able to sound like a, a real horn section. And then when I was playing with horn sections, I would add that to a real horn section. There'd be three horns, and I would play the, uh, my doubling thing, and it would sound like six horns. So it, it was, it's an amazing, uh, it was an amazing little invention that I sort of created. I don't know if anybody did it before me, but... Uh, it was a lot of fun to, to create that. Jeff, I wanted to, Marwin may ask yeah. a question yeah. on your show. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Jeff, uh, I was just thinking, I'm sitting here next to you, watching you um, on screen and right next to you, and I'm thinking about Dizzy Gillespie and a lot of the great Charlie Parker, a lot of those great jazz music trumpeter, you know, guys that play the trumpet, they've got these big, big cheeks and yeah. you're very chiseled and not, uh, do your cheeks, I didn't notice, do they, do they expand or? No, no very, my very cheeks tight. and most, 99% uh, of trumpet players' cheeks do not expand. <laughs> Dizzy Gillespie grew up playing trumpet the wrong way. And he admits <laughs> that. I grew up playing the trumpet the wrong way. My cheeks went up. And uh, he grew up playing the wrong way, but he was able to, <laughs> to adapt a, a way of playing. It was great. Uh -huh. And then he dropped his horn one time, and the bell went up that way. Oh, my gosh. And he said, well, okay, the bell's going up that way, and I'm playing this way. So that was unique for him because he had puffed-out cheeks and a puffed-out bell. <laughs> there he was, you know, Dizzy Gillespie. And he had his own licks, his own sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, it sounds like he came up with his own sound kind of by accident, and it sounds like you yeah. kind of had that same experience when you I were just experimenting. So. Yeah, I right? think so. Yeah, I think you have to be, in order to exceed in this business, you have to be different. Don't play like the other guy. Learn from that. Yeah, copy him. Play exactly like him. Just copy him, note for note, note for note. 
I used to copy Miles Davis and Chet Baker, note for note, phrase for phrase. And then after a while, I said, okay, they're just doing one, six, two, five progressions. I, I, I can play something different on that. I don't have to play their licks anymore. Yet, I, 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 would, I learned from them how to phrase and, and how to play the right volume. And, uh, and so, uh, that was phrase. That was do you mind if I ask? For, I don't know what phrase is. Phrase is... Phrase is like, phrasing is like, instead of doing that, you'd go, mm. instead of, you'd learn how to play, how to slur and, and, and tongue a different way. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And so what made you want to start singing in the midst of all of this, too? Well, as a musician, you, 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 you uh, and you, and you, when I was playing with smaller groups, uh, the more you can do, the, the better. Uh, and so I started singing. I had perfect pitch, so I was able to, to sing in tune. I didn't have a I didn't have a great voice. But over the years, uh, when you do something more and more, you, you get better at it. And uh, uh, it's just another uh, another gun to add to your arsenal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so it's out, so you've developed all these um, skills as a pianist and a trumpet player and then also a singer, but do you play well, any other instruments? Yes. The first instrument I ever learned, I was seven. It was guitar. Okay. All my brothers played guitar. And, and the first music I played in my lifetime was Bob Dylan, uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary, all the stuff from the early 60s, folk music. How many times must a man walk out? Stuff like that, you know, just simple chords. Right. And I would strum with my brothers, and we'd play together, and jing, 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 and I learned C and G and D, and I learned how to bar chord. <laughs> After that, I never got any better on guitar. <laughs> it just stayed the same ever since. <laughs> I never, because I, I, I got into trumpet and piano and kind of gave up guitar. <laughs> well, it sounds like that's what feeds your soul the most. Would you agree? Hmm? That sounds like the trumpet and the piano are what feed your soul the most. Would you agree? Yeah. And you think that music is kind of an expression of the spirit? Because I think so. Music is an expression of the spirit. Sometimes when I play a ballad, I'd want to put my heart into it. And sometimes <laughs> you'd cry. <laughs> you, you just end up crying, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm doing, I feel this so much. And 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 uh, when I did this record called uh, Different Jungles, I was a surfer also, a very good surfer. Uh, I wanted to ride a 100-foot wave. I never rode a wave that big or anywhere near that big. But my quest in life was when I see somebody riding a 100-foot wave now, they... They get a picture of it, and then they sell it for $100,000, and he wrote a 100-foot wave, and everybody saw it. I never wanted to be like that. I just wanted to paddle out there by myself and ride a 100-foot wave. If nobody ever saw it, it didn't matter. I was able to do it myself. I wrote it. it just, I, I don't have any pictures of it. Nobody ever saw it. And, but I did it. I did it. And that's kind of the way I feel about music. That, that I, I was able to, 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 and I never made millions in playing the trumpet, but I was, I was able to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And so I think that's important for all young musicians to, uh, to know. Agreed. Now I'm getting sentimental. <laughs> and if you'd like to admit on this show right now, Jeff, you did write that 100-foot wave, and we just didn't see it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I never wrote anything close to that big. Maybe maybe uh, 12 feet. <laughs> yeah, we won't tell. <laughs> My co-host today, and I is doing such an amazing... Arwen, you're such great questions. I love them. Arwen Lewis is my co-host on The Jeremiah Show today. Our special guest is a legendary musician, Jeff Elliott. He's going to play us out to break it here again here in a moment. But Arwen, talk about this weekend, this Sunday, what's happening and ongoing. Yeah, Tell so uh, thank you for having me um, on the show, Jeremiah. And so this Sunday at the Hitching Post 2 Tasting Room from 2 to 4 p.m., Jeff Elliott will be performing live, playing trumpet, piano, and singing songs. And um, every Sunday up through July 5th, we'll have live music over at the Hitching Post from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, we serve Hitching Post wine, of course, as well as uh, lunch from the restaurant 
restaurant that they bring over to the tasting room. Under the oak trees, view of the San Inez Mountains. Can't get much better than that, so we hope to see you there. (laughs) And come say hi to all of us. We're all going to be up there, including our Dr. D here, who's uh, getting ready to work that that soundboard so that because your hair's about to be blown back and blown off <laughs> <talking> <laughs> to your hat because <laughs> Jeff Elliott's going to play the trumpet in your face again <laughs> it's uh, very special he's going to Jeff while he's f- getting his trumpet ready I'm going to tell you where to find him Jeff Elliott trumpet dot com you can find Arwen Lewis at Arwen Lewis music dot com her name is spelled A-R-W-E-N Lewis music dot com Yes, and you can also Google Jeff Elliott Trumpet and Piano Man, and they got videos of me playing ar- around the world here and there with different people, Les McCann and such. I say don't watch the videos this weekend. This weekend, see them live. <laughs> Make your own video and yeah. post it with the rest of them. Yeah. Jeff, take us to break, please. Thank you. Be All honor. right. And I want to put a shout out to uh, one of my greatest students, Adolfo Acosta, Acosta. He'd been with Tower of Power for now 24 years, uh, and he's. Uh, it's. I always wanted to play with Tower of Power, but now my my na- my main student's playing with him. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was one of the songs that <laughs> they did back then. <laughs> I still play that if I'm able to. Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hi, I'm Stacy Kent, and I am here on the Jeremiah Show. And we are here at Birdland in New York City tonight and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. And then we head to France for about six shows and then England for about eight shows and then back to Birdland to finish the season for five nights. And you can see all this information on StacyKent.com. See you then. And we're back. With the Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the uh, Arwen Lewis show. Yes, you heard me right. Arwen Lewis has taken over the show, and she's bringing <laughs> local artists and today a legend, really, honestly, a legend musician. Um, uh, it feels so good. Such an honor to, to share the studio with you today and listen to you play, give us a, our own little private concert. Jeff Elliott, musician Jeff Elliott. You can find him on jeffelliottrumpet.com. And what's the other one, Jeff? Or you can Google for the videos. Jeff Elliott, trumpet and piano man. Okay. 
And Arwen Lewis is also a fantastic musician, and she's put on this show that we're going to hit up at the Hitching Post up in San Yanez Valley this Sunday, 2 to 4. Welcome back, everybody. Arwen, take it away. You've been doing such a great job. I, I'm going I'm to retire, Richard. Where are you going to go? <laughs> this is the first time I've really gotten to take over a radio show, so... Thank you, Jeremiah. And she did it peacefully. There was no bloodshed or black eyes or anything. My motto is just be cool. You are cool. (laughs) Well, Jeff, um, I know we've been talking about all of your influences and, you know, your memories in music. And, you know, what are some of the things about the music in the past that you hope that we continue to maintain the tradition of now, you know, as you know, people from my generation, and what do you hope to maintain as far as your performances go when you perform and play for us? Well, I hope to maintain another highway of, of jazz. Jazz is going that way and that highway, and then it shoots off on that highway, and then it shoots off on that highway. And create my own little road. There's another road with, with different kinds of flowers and plants on that road. Uh, my stuff is is it's got a lot of fusion in it. Besides, it's influenced by Weather Report and and a lot of rock and roll. Uh, a lot of rock and roll was influenced. So it wasn't. I didn't want to play just pure jazz. And some of my stuff is pure jazz on my recordings, but a lot of it's just fusion. What I call what they or whoever they are call fusion. Uh, and uh, and some of it's. Uh, there's an album I did called Different Jungles where it's extremely technical. It took me it took me months to write the stuff and then it took me even longer to play it. You know, it's it's easy to write something, but then you gotta play it. Yeah. That's the hard part. <laughs> and I did this one song uh called uh, ADHD. Because I did have a AD, I do I do have ADHD, uh, which is attention deficit and uh and so I, when I did this record, I wrote this song called ADHD. And it's just, an, it, it, it just moves all over the place. And it was extremely, extremely difficult to play. And so for some people, it's hard to listen to because it just goes all over the place. It's just, it's, it's wild. Like Thelonious had, Monk? Huh? Like Thelonious Monk? Yeah, that was a big influence yeah. too. The modernism of, of those kind of guys, Thelonious Monk and Weather Report. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me into uh, ex- expanding uh, just regular traditional jazz, bebop, Dizzy Gillespie, Miles Davis. I wanted to play... A little more rockish. I loved the bands, the, uh, the rock bands that came out back then with horns. I liked Chicago. I liked Blood, Sweat, and Tears. But I loved. And then Tower of Power I loved. And I always wanted to play with Tower of Power. Uh, and I got the offer in, uh, in, I think it was 89, they called me up and said, do you want to play in Tower of Power because our trumpet player just quit. And we're going to go to Japan and I thought, oh my God, they're going to go to Japan with Tower of Power. And I looked, and I said, no, I'm 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 going to Japan with Les McCann. <laughs> so that summer, I went to Japan with Les McCann, and I went and saw Tower of Power. And I said, I was supposed to be in this band, and they, oh yeah, <laughs> you got to turn it down. <laughs> well, I'm over there on the other side of town playing with Les McCann. So I never got to play with them, but my, like I said, my student Adolfo has been with them for 24 years wow. now. He's the longest running horn player in that band, besides the original guys. I mean, that sounds pretty pretty satisfying to your dream, if you yeah. ask me. No, yeah. it was great to to teach somebody like that, and, and even if I couldn't do the job, there's there's my pal doing it. You know, yeah, <laughs> it felt good. And based off yeah. of things that you taught him, that's it. Yeah, that's just as good. It felt good being a being being a great influence. To, all my other trumpet students uh, never made it. <laughs> Because I, I, I loaded them up with too much stuff, <laughs> and they just didn't practice. But Adolfo, he just kept going at it and got everything right. Yeah. Well, I will say, I've seen you perform on a little bit of a different note. I've seen you perform with rock and roll bands yeah. and um, put your trumpet into that rock and roll. And I have to say, there's no fusion like that fusion. So yeah. I want to commend you for that. Well, and thank, thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to play trumpet on rock because most, yeah. it's more of a guitar player's music. And sax players were were more higher than trumpet players were, but I I had to learn how to play more pentatonic and more and, and phrase a different way uh, and use the microphone a different different way to make it 
to make it sound rockish. It seems to give an ethereal element or a psychedelic element kind of to the rock bands that I've seen you play with. And depending on which guitarists, you know, are leading the band, I've definitely seen a very interesting um, conversation between you and rock and roll guitarists. I mean, yeah. with people, you know, like Randy Tico when he plays yeah. the bass and um, whoever else is in the band that day. And I just right. have to say there's nothing like it. So, Well, it's also the years and the ages when those things happened, you know. In the early, mid-70s, uh, everything was going outside, Ooh, getting weird, you know, and whoever could be the weirdest and most rockish and weird and get outside, whether we, I mean, whoever, whoever, John Coltrane, we all just loved that stuff. But then we realized as time went on, it wasn't uh, very sellable. <laughs> To a lot of people, but still, who cares? Yeah, who cares? To listen we to still, I, still, parade, right? I still wanted to ride that hundred foot wave. <laughs> Art for art's as sake. As far as I'm concerned, you did, and we just didn't <laughs> see you. Uh, Arwen is doing. Uh, I, what do you think, Jeff? Should she? Should, should we just give her her own show? <laughs> oh, she's you know amazing, I man. I do love this. The musician to musician. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's a, a different connection than I. I'm just a fan, but you two yeah. are both her, her father was a famous musician that had a band called Moby Grape, mm -hmm. and they were real big in the in, in like sixty in the late sixties. They were one of the top. Oh, the remake was the song yeah. that you remade with your father. Oh, yeah. It was so oh. much fun to listen to. Well, I so made good. a whole album of Moby Grape songs, actually, yeah. but we played Omaha last time. And my dad, he's re he's seventy seven, and I'm just giving him a shout out because he's releasing his fourth solo album oh, on Friday. And his, so. Her dad on is, Friday. Well, you got to get him on then. We well, I, see yeah. the, I see the series going on a lot uh, for a long time. And her dad is so cool. He looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, man, you play real good, man. I like the way you play, man." <laughs> oh gosh, he's he's he's. You'll never meet anybody like him. And he's a very brilliant philosopher, but he's also very cool. He'd yeah. definitely have his shades on right now if he was in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fake cool. I try to fake cool, but there, when you meet a cool person like like Jeff here, Jeff Elliott. <laughs> Um, it's a whole different thing, right? You know, cool when you see it. <laughs> Everybody has their own sense of cool or own um, essence of cool. But here's Isn't she kind? That's <laughs> thanks for not hurting, letting me down. I wanted part. to add one thing. I just think it's, and I'd like to tell people in society. You know, I, 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 I don't like to follow fads that much. Like when everybody had long hair, I had short hair. When everybody cut off their hair and had short hair, I had long hair. I kind of wanted to take my own road and find my own song. And I think that, that other musicians need, young musicians need to find their own voice, find their own identity. Don't copy what everybody else is doing. Yes, you can, you can copy and learn, but from that point on, go, go off to something else, you know? And that's that's what I wanted to add. Wise words by Jeff Elliott, and we're going to break for the final. We get the final serenade from Mr. Elliott here in studio today. Yeah. Jeff Elliott Trumpet dot com. My co-host today is singer songwriter Arwen Lewis. Um, and we're going to come back and tell you where you can see Jeff play this weekend. Uh, get up there and see him. Come say hi to all of us from the the radio station here. We'll all be there. I want to leave you with this thought as well from Jeff Elliott. Art is the catcher of the imagination. And so, as you play this next song, imagine.
check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. My name is Anais Reno. I'm a jazz singer based in New York City, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. And sometime soon, I will be coming out with a new record with the great Peter Bernstein on guitar, David Wong on bass, and Joe Farnsworth on the drums. I'm very excited about it. But since that is not out yet, in the meantime, if you want, you can listen to my debut record called Love Something with the Emmett Cohen Trio, in which we celebrate the music of Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn. Thank you so much. Happy listening. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show, and Arwen Lewis has brought us the legendary musician Jeff Elliott. He shared a few of his stories with us and and also played us a few beautiful tunes from his his trumpet here in studio. It's a first for us. Uh, He's played actually all of our music to break today. And I just want to thank both of you. I'm going to give it back to Arwen here, but I wanted to thank both of you um, for the gift of your music and for coming in and and spending a little time with us this afternoon. Um, I I'm gonna I, I hope I don't put you on the spot, but who is this beautiful partner? That's you my beautiful with? wife that I, I married eleven years ago. Hi. Her name is Nanette, and she's uh, she she works at the hospital, the rehab. And uh, Santa Barbara Rehab, and she's just been so sweet. I just love this woman so much. <laughs> well, I can see why, and I bet you has she inspired a lot of the music that you... Yes, yeah, she does. She has inspired me. She's, she's my biggest fan, and uh, she's just a wonderful lady. I love her. Yeah. Well, thank you for... It's all you finish up the show. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremiah. And thank you, Nanette, for being here too. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be in your presence. And thank you, Jeff Elliott, for coming on and playing. Thank you. And, and I wasn't even nervous. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're cool, you know. Cool like that. But anyway, so excited to have you at the Hitching Post this Sunday, um, June 18th, right? Did we decide that Sunday was the 18th? <laughs> yeah. Uh, from 2 it's to Sunday. 4. Just know it's su- this Sunday. Father's Day, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it? So all you dads father, come out yeah. and see me. Yeah. What can we expect from the? Sorry to Arwen. I no. told you you could have it, but here I am interrupting. No. <laughs> what can we expect from the show, both of you? I'm going to be playing my trumpet, and I'm going to be playing my keyboard, and uh, I'm going to be singing, and I'm going to be uh, doing the best that I can. My, my, you know, everybody has a brain sergeant. My brain sergeant, most of the time, he's yelling at me. <laughs> you idiot! You should have done that. You idiot! Uh, but he loves me, and he tells me what to do. He says, when you get out there, eyeball a crowd. If there's people with Elvis hairdos, play some stuff from their generation. If you see some old people, play some old jazz. If you see some young people, play some of that fusion-y stuff. So it's like you have to read the crowd uh, all the time when you're a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll second that. But for me, it's more I just... Um, I don't know. I pick up the mood or slow the mood down of my songs because I don't have as much of a 
extensive catalog as you do. So we're lucky to have you for sure. Mm-hmm. And thank you for coming on the show today, too. Oh, you're a sweetheart. You, you've got a, a wonderful voice, and uh, I hope that people can hear you sing, too. Oh, well, thank you. You can if you go to Arwen. Yeah. LewisMusic.com and JeffElliottTrumpet.com. You can hear his music and find out more about both of these really terrific musicians joining us in studio today. Um, Frank Ostini, I want to thank Frank for hosting this concert series up in uh, up at the Hitching Post 2. And you can go to HitchingPost2.com to learn more. Thank you, all of you. Thank, well, thank you so you. much. I had a great time. I'll Thanks. see you on Sunday. Okay. Cheers. Thank you. Communicate, but listen more and evolve. Have a great day, everybody. Comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at Jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. I love you. I love It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 